Welcome back to This Is My Creation, the blog of Michael Arruda. Today, I'm reviewing Liam Neeson's latest action movie, Retribution. Liam Neeson didn't start out as an action star, and truth be told, he's always been more than that. Neeson is an accomplished actor who's had the good fortune to play all sorts of roles over a long and varied career, and he's excelled at pretty much all of them. He's a terrific actor. From supporting roles way back when in films like The Mission in 1986, in Suspect from 1987, to prominent roles in blockbusters like Star Wars Episode I, The Phantom Menace in 1998, and Batman Begins in 2005. To major parts like his portrayal of Oscar Schindler in Steven Spielberg's Schindler's List in 1993, a performance that earned him a Best Actor nomination. These mentions barely scratched the surface of Neeson's career. And then came Taken in 2008, an action thriller where Neeson played a retired CIA agent who has to rescue his kidnapped daughter. The movie was a huge success. It spawned two sequels and jettisoned Neeson on a new career path starring in action thrillers in which he was always saving someone, often a family member, and successfully beating up on the bad guys. These films generally did really well and generated a whole new fan base for Liam Neeson. I've been a Liam Neeson fan long before Taken, but I've also really enjoyed his performances in these action thrillers. No one threatens a movie villain with more gusto than Liam Neeson. When he says, I'm coming after you, you son of a bitch, you know the villain's days of terrorizing people are numbered. Neeson's latest action thriller is Retribution 2023, which is a remake of a 2015 Spanish movie of the same name. It's actually the third remake, as the story has been refilmed two other times, once by German filmmakers and the other by South Korean. Retribution has as its centerpiece a fairly intriguing gimmick. A banker named Matt Turner, played by Liam Neeson, while driving his two children to school, receives a phone call from an unknown caller who informs him that there is a bomb underneath the seats in his car. If they attempt to get out of the car, it will go off. And if Matt tries calling the police, the unknown caller will detonate it, unless they do exactly what they are instructed to do. As plot devices go, you can do a lot worse than the one present here in Retribution. The problem is that once you get past this plot point, there's not much in the way of excitement that this movie has to offer. And that's because most of what follows is flat out dumb. To prove that he means business, the villainous caller has Matt drive to a parked car where one of Matt's clients and his girlfriend sit. And they're freaking out because they too have received a call telling them that there's a bomb in their car as well. As Matt tries to calm his client down, the client's car explodes when the girlfriend tries to escape. The evil villain uses this as a moment to show Matt 
that he's for real. Which begs the question, what was supposed to happen if the woman hadn't tried to exit the vehicle? Were they all just going to sit there and have a chummy conversation? Later, they are instructed to drive to another location where they meet Matt's boss, Anders Muller, played by Matthew Modine, who's also sitting in his car. The caller instructs Matt to shoot and kill his boss. And if he doesn't, the caller will blow up Matt's car. A fairly suspenseful moment to be sure, except Matt can't do it. So he throws the gun down and the car that blows up isn't Matt's, but Matt's boss's. See a pattern here? It's called the caller's threats are not backed up. The plot becomes more convoluted as the evil villain wants money from Matt's business to be transferred to him. And the villain briefly involves Matt's wife in the process. Then he makes it seem as if Matt is the bomber and the police are all after Matt's car. All of this is fairly interesting, but becomes far less exciting when you realize that car bomb just isn't going off. I mean, for example, one of the rules is if Matt contacts the police, the bomb will explode. But later, when the police surround him and do interact with him, you got it, the bomb does not go off. The screenplay by Christopher Salmonpour, based on the screenplay for the 2015 Retribution by Alberto Marini, is pretty much by the numbers. It presents its premise rather quickly, but everything that happens afterwards lacks intensity. The characters are also not developed. And the only reason we have a sense for Liam Neeson's character is because of his performance, where we see that he is driven by the need to protect his family. But we know little about him other than this. Is he a bad man who has cheated his clients? The film does not make this clear. It would seem that he's not a bad man, although the screenplay hints that he might be. Writer Salman Poor never pushes the envelope. The gimmick is the bomb will detonate if the characters get out of their car seats. Yet the story never gets these folks anywhere close to where they have to get out of the car. We don't even see anyone have to go to the bathroom. I mean, think about it. You can sit in a car for a long time without having to get out. That's not very suspenseful. No one is pushed to the edge. Keep these characters in the car for a long time until they are itching to get out and then take the story from there. But that's not what this movie does. Director Nimrod Antal keeps everything brief. I mean, the film only runs 91 minutes, which might be the best part of this one. The suspense is surprisingly absent. There is one notable sequence where the police attempt to disarm the bombs inside Matt's car, but even this sequence is largely underwhelming. A while back, Antal directed Predators, in 2010, an intense and exciting film, one of my favorites in the Predator franchise, that I enjoyed much more than this movie. Liam Neeson is 71, a bit long in the tooth for an action star, and certainly a tad old to be realistically playing a character with children in their high school and middle school years. 
That being said, he looks good and is certainly in the shape, at least on camera, of a much younger man. Also, he doesn't have to do much more than drive in this movie, and so he's not faced with any intense fight scenes, which might cause one to question the believability of it all. The film takes place in Berlin, and so there is a mix of language use in the movie. Nearly all the characters speak English, with the occasional official speaking in German. At first, I thought this was strange, but since more than half the population in Berlin does speak English, the language mix here is accurate. Retribution is a minor action thriller. It has a clever gimmick at its core, but really doesn't take advantage of it. It offers minimal suspense, underdeveloped characters, and a fairly contrived plot. The main reason to see Retribution is Liam Neeson, who once again delivers a fun performance as a man who villains should think twice about before threatening his family. I give it two stars, which means that this movie was fair.